Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Austin Bollinger, and I'm the founder of Daily New Year's, a blog and a podcast designed to help you identify, set, and crush your goals all year long. So this week, I've got some questions for you. Do you ever find that your days have the tendency to get away from you? Does it seem like some people just have more hours in the day because they're getting so much done? And do you ever wonder why that is? I know at one point in my life, I was wondering how some people just got so much done and I would go to work and I would have a plan for what I was going to do that day. And then before you know it, 5.30 was rolling around, nothing had been marked off my to-do list, and I had no idea how it happened. So I found that this has a tendency to happen when you have a bad habit of making everyone else's emergencies your top priorities. And this is something that I used to suffer from all the time. Like I said, I would go to work with a plan of what I was going to do, but then fires pop up and things start happening and I'm trying to help everybody around the office deal with their issues, their emergencies, their problems. And then at the end of the day, I'm wondering why my stuff's not done. So what I did is I learned the method of time blocking, and that's really helped me overcome this problem. Now, you can't overcome every emergency that's going to pop up throughout the day. But what I've learned is most emergencies aren't true emergencies. So not too long ago, I was a project manager at a website development company, and I was pretty much in charge of me, myself, and I. Uh, I worked with a team of freelance designers and developers who uh, all were kind of on the deadlines and timelines that I gave them for the projects I was working on. And for the most part, I was in control of my day and my schedule and my overall output. So when I was just a project manager, I didn't really have this problem, you know, everyone else's priorities becoming my priorities because I was leading the projects and everyone else was kind of meeting my timelines. So flash forward to today and now I'm a member of the management team. I'm overseeing one of the production teams. I'm doing sales and marketing and business development and video production. The list goes on and on. And I don't tell you this to brag about how much work I'm doing. I'm the first one to admit that I would love to take off a couple of the hats that I'm wearing and put them on the rack for good. Uh, but at the moment, our company's growth, it's difficult to make a clean break because, you know, we're, we're on a growth trajectory and we're bringing people on, but we're not bringing people on quickly enough. And so blocking my schedule and making sure that I have time for my priorities became extremely vital. I tell you all this for one reason. I would not survive my roles at my company if it were not for time blocking. And if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed at work, time blocking is the answer. And I'm going to walk you through the strategy right now. So if you're wondering what time blocking is, it's pretty simple. So time blocks are blocks of time that you plan out in advance to get your top priority tasks done without interruption. So let's say you have a presentation due this Friday and it's going to take a considerable amount of time. You could approach it two different ways. You could field every question, every task, every emergency that comes your way, putting off your presentation. Then you could stay at the office late every single night and do a less than great job because you're tired and burnt out. Or 
You could sit down on Monday morning, schedule several blocks of time on your calendar specifically reserved for that presentation, which makes it your top priority. You could shut your door, work remotely or off-site, turn off your email, shut down Slack, disconnect your phone, put it on silent, whatever it takes to avoid distraction and interruption and get that presentation completed and polished. It wasn't too long ago that I was taking the first approach. I was putting off my high-priority items and working on everyone else's emergencies, and then I was either working on my couch at night when I should have been hanging out with my wife, or I was staying late at the office. Either way, I was putting off my priorities and trying to squeeze them in later, which ultimately didn't lead to high-quality work. But after I learned time blocking, I took charge of my calendar, supercharged my schedule, and started getting stuff done. So that's the essence of time blocking, and it's super, super powerful, so much so that I started using it to block out time for my morning gym routine, my content creation sessions where I write my blogs and record my podcasts. I even use time blocking to make sure I take a lunch break. So Brendan Bouchard, author of High Performance Habits and a super successful productivity coach and my favorite author, says that... You can tell what's important to a person just by looking at their calendar, and I think he's right. If you were to look at my calendar, you would see that I'm devoted to this podcast, I'm devoted to my blog, I'm dedicated to the gym and to my family, and you can see it all on my calendar in these nice little blocks of intentional time that I've planned out. And if that sounds extreme, it's really not. It's just a matter of getting in your calendar, finding a schedule that works for you, And then for the stuff that's recurring, I just set up recurring events. So my gym routine is just a daily recurring event that comes up Monday through Friday, week after week. My writing session is a Monday night recurring event. My podcast recordings are a recurring event. And so once I've nailed in a routine that I like and that works for me, I just set it up as recurring. And for the things that uh, aren't recurring, I just sit down Monday and try to plan out my week as best I can. Of course, there's going to be changes that occur throughout the week, but you really need to lock down those time blocks. So how long should time blocks be? Personally, I've read a lot of different articles trying to figure out the right length of time. And according to the Pomodoro method, it's 25 minutes because that's supposed to be long enough to be productive, but short enough to avoid getting exhausted. And I've personally found that that's just not long enough for me. I've also read other articles that suggest a good block of time is 90 minutes. And I would tend to argue that that's a tad too long. So the third model that I've read is one that you may be familiar with because it's kind of how high school and college operate. So 50 minutes of focus work and then a 10 minute break. So if you remember back in college or back in high school, most of the classes were 50 minutes and then you had uh, a few minutes to get to your next class and so forth. But in college, it was 50 minutes of class and then a 10 minute gap before the next class. And so that's the time blocking method that I like to use. I think it's the perfect amount of time to get something really awesome done. And then you got a 10 minute break to, you know, relax, make a cup of coffee, whatever it is that you want to do before you engage in the next block of time. But I also think it's different for everybody. So I recommend experimenting with it. You know, if you start getting fidgety at the 25 minute mark, don't try to push through it. Just go ahead and take a break. 
your focus is going to begin to diminish anyway. So just jump up, take a five minute break and uh, go back to it. If you're at 50 minutes and you're still in the zone uh, and you don't feel like you need a break, power through and maybe you're a 90 minute kind of person. So now that I've kind of explained what time blocking is, I kind of want to share some examples of how you can use it. Uh, You can use time blocking to group several small tasks together in a single batch. You can use a time block to tackle large tasks, or you can use time blocks to chip away at huge jobs with multiple milestones. So let's take a look at small tasks. I like to group smaller things together, and here's an example of what one of my 50-minute blocks of times would look like. So I would start by catching up on my inbox using the four D's of inbox management, which is do it, defer it, delete it, or delegate it. And I use that to move through my inbox pretty quickly. Then I might jump on the team's Trello board and make sure that uh, I make any necessary updates that I need to make, check in on their progress, answer any questions that might be out there lingering. Then I'll jump into Slack and start responding to messages that have maybe piled up in there. Uh, because I try not to just answer those as they come in because that's a distraction. And then I might respond to any calls or voicemails that I may have. So one 50-minute block is basically dedicated to communication and organization. And it sounds like a lot, but if you really focus for 50 minutes and kind of move through these things sequentially, it's really not too much to bite off. So moving on to large tasks. For large tasks, I try to fit them into a single 50-minute block of time. Any more than that, and I try to break the task out into multiple milestones. So it's best to limit most meetings to 50 to 60 minutes. So why not go ahead and limit them to 50 minutes and have a break? Uh, Sometimes when you're stacking meetings together, if they're back to back, you definitely need a break. And meetings that last more than 60 minutes tend to have a point of diminishing return where people start disengaging, the meeting is not as effective, people start losing interest. So time blocking works great for meetings. I also think that uh, 50 minutes is the perfect amount of time to engage in my social channels. So I like to jump into Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and so forth and use one 50-minute block to kind of catch up on all the comments, go through the content that I see there, engage with the community, and so forth. And if you're looking to use time blocking for the gym, 50 minutes is a great amount of time to work out. You know, I like to walk for 10 minutes to warm up and then I work out for about another 40 minutes and then I might walk for 10 more minutes to cool down or just call it a day. But that 50 to 60 minute window is a perfect time block for the gym. So lastly, we have huge tasks and these are the tasks that can't be done in a single 50 minute block. And I don't recommend that you try to force your way through it. You know, don't sit down, going back to the presentation example, don't sit down and try to knock out a six-hour PowerPoint presentation in one sitting. Break that thing down into multiple chunks. A good example is whenever I write a blog post or record a podcast. For my blog, the first time I sit down, I might outline the post, do my keyword research, come up with a title and an outline, and then I'll take a break. And then I'll come back and I will power through the first draft, take a break, and then maybe finish the article if 50 minutes wasn't enough writing time. And then typically I wait a whole nother day and I use another block of time to go through the blog post, review it, reread it, revise it, add images, add the meta description, meta keywords, and so forth. And then I kind of break it down further from there 
coming up with the social media posts, the email newsletter, and so on. So I don't try to sit down and do all that in one sitting. This kind of holds true for my podcast as well. So I won't sit down and try to do the whole thing at once. I'll use one time block to outline the episode. I'll use another one to record the episode and then another one to edit the episode. And then I've got another time block where I might uh, do all the the promoting and the marketing for that post. So you can kind of see how you could take a big endeavor and break it out into multiple 50-minute time blocks. Now, I actually don't do all of mine in a single day. I spread them out. That way I can keep fresh eyes and fresh ears on my articles and podcast episodes. But you could do them back to back to back. Just be sure to take those 10-minute breaks in between so you can keep your focus going strong. Uh, Because if you keep trying to power through hour after hour, you're going to get fatigued and your productivity is going to start to taper off. Okay, so I've kind of explained what time blocking is, and I've kind of given you some examples of how I use it in my life. So now I want to go through a couple quick steps on how you can get started with time blocking right away. So start with your goals for the week. You know, sit down on Monday morning and review your major projects, your pre-committed appointments, and your goals. Essentially, you need to know how many time blocks have already been allocated, and then you need to try to plan the time blocks for the coming week. So if you could get three big things done this week, what would those three big things be? And then what are three things you can do each day to move the needle closer towards those goals? So I call this the big three for the week and for the day. And so each day you should have three time blocks uh, that move the needle towards one of your big three weekly goals. Next, map out your three blocks of time each day that move the needle on those three big goals for the week and make sure to account for meetings that you've already got scheduled. For example, on Tuesdays at our office, we have staff meetings, management meetings, and several other pre-scheduled meetings. So I already know that on Tuesday, I may not be able to get as many of my daily goals done. And so I make sure to account for that and move them to Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. It's also important to make sure that you leave some time blocks open for additional meetings that may crop up, email, communication, and so forth, and find an optimal time each day to batch those tasks. For me, contrary to many studies, I find that first thing in the morning works best for me. I like to get email knocked out first thing in the morning so that I can then focus on my high priority tasks. I like to circle up with my team first thing in the morning, make sure that there's nothing important they need from me, make sure they have all the info and resources they need for their day, and then I can jump into my priority tasks without the fear of interruptions later on. Finally, commit all of these blocks to your calendar and guard this time. Uh, You can block out the time all day long, but if you keep moving the tasks and allowing people to steal your time away from you, the time blocks aren't going to work. You really have to watch out for this because people are going to ask you to compromise, to move or cancel your blocks for theirs, and they're going to try to convince you that their tasks are more urgent or more important than yours. And if their task is so urgent and so important, why didn't they plan it out better using time blocks like you did. So don't let someone else's emergencies become your priorities. This is a huge, huge thing that Brendan Bruchard teaches. And I found that it's really true. You know, if you sit down and plan out your entire week, the people that you're working with, your clients, whoever it is, they could be doing the same thing. So if they've got a last minute request, 
just politely tell them that you're sorry. You've already got too many things pre-scheduled that you have to get done and that they're going to have to deal with their emergency on their own. And then finally, so we talked about mapping out the three big things that you want to get done each week and then setting up three time blocks every day to move the needle on those three big goals. So the last thing you should do every day is review the the three big things you were supposed to get done that day. You know, review those three time blocks. Did you get everything done that you're supposed to? If not, you may have to juggle your time blocks around depending on the priority of those time blocks. So if the thing you were supposed to get done today is far more important than anything you're supposed to do tomorrow, you can ripple your time blocks into the future. So maybe the last thing you didn't get done today becomes the first thing you do tomorrow and you kind of push everything throughout the week. So if this starts happening more and more and more, you might be trying to cram too much into your time blocks and you may just need to be a little more realistic as to how much you can get done in a 50 minute time block. So there you have it. That's time blocking and that's kind of how you can get started using it to take back control of your calendar, your schedule, and maybe just a little bit of your sanity. So I would encourage you to give this a try. Maybe sit down this weekend and look at the coming week ahead and see if you can start time blocking or maybe wait until Monday morning and try to tackle this for the week ahead. But either way, I encourage you to try it out because I found it to be super effective in my busy schedule and in my life. And it's really helped me prioritize all the things that I have to do. Like I said earlier, people are becoming increasingly busy. We're all getting so much more busy all the time. And time blocking can really help you see from a broad view how much you're actually trying to squeeze into your days and your weeks and allow you to better prioritize and maybe even start saying no to some things. And if you do start using it, I would love to know how it's going, how it's working. So you can drop a comment down below. I would love to hear how this is working for you. And if you found value in this episode, please consider sharing it with a family member, a friend, a coworker. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. And if you have a moment, please consider leaving a rating. So good ratings really help podcasts grow. It helps climb the rankings in the search engines. And I would really love to share the message of Daily New Year's and all the content that I have here with as many people as possible. So if you found value today, please consider sharing and rating the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, take care.